In Matthew chapter 10, the disciples are sent out with instructions to heal people, to free them from their sicknesses and possession because the kingdom of heaven is near. Now in this text, the disciples are reminded that in order to be effective, they must be good stewards of the authority that's been commissioned to them. Now this is really interesting because the gospel notes that there are some who are unworthy of the peace that is offered by this authority, this power of the gospel. But the question is, and it's a very legitimate question that we have, you know, what is it that makes people unworthy of how we are stewards? What is it that makes people unworthy of the, the freedom offered by Christ? And how in the world do we be good stewards of this? It's a very interesting thing. How do we know when to shake this dust off of our sandals and move along? So today we're going to be reading from the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to be looking at verses 5 through 15. So I wouldn't ask if, if Brother Anthony, he would start reading for us. And again, we're going to be reading out of the NRSV. So if you'd like to follow along, please do that. So Anthony, if you would lead in with Matthew 10, 5 through 15. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment. Give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you leave the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. All right, so there's a lot of interesting things in this passage. And thank you, Anthony, for reading that. The gospel message, it comes to liberate us. Jesus has made himself available to all people who sincerely want to approach him, regardless of what their background is. But yet, there are some people who will reject the liberty of the gospel. Jesus tells his people, his disciples, to go out that they are representatives of him. They're a lot like ambassadors. They've been commissioned, and they must be good stewards of peace. And if they are working with people around them that are worthy of it, reside with them and bestow the grace that was commissioned to the followers of Jesus by Jesus. Now, if people are unworthy of the peace of the gospel, then the dust and the dirt that's on your feet, just shake it off and carry on. Jesus tells them not to tarry long with those who reject the gospel message, for there is only so much time at hand. And this is where we can actually step back and look a little bit at the work that is going on in the text. If we actually examine the text with a bit of a critical thinking mind, we see that Jesus says, you know, don't go out. You're not here to make money. You're not here to, to take money. You're not going to be doing any sort of business transaction. He says, you know, you're, you're planning on staying in these different towns. So don't take a lot of stuff where you're planning on staying in these places for very long. And it's clear that the passage in this gospel, it is telling them that there's a time limitation. The reason they don't take a lot of resources with them is they're not going out to do work. They're not going to need to be making tents on the side or doing fishing work on the side or anything like that. They're not to tarry long because they do not have much time. Time is of the hand. And therefore, since they have limited time, they must be wise stewards of their time. And they must make sure that they are blessing those who are interested in receiving them. 
Now, Matthew's text reminds us that the church is not to simply reside wherever they can find space. There's a great temptation we have in the church where we just kind of want to bend to every whim that the world asks us to bend to. But the truth is, is that the church is to reside the places where it is worthy. And there are times when the church must shake the dust from its sandals and move on. For some people will reject the gospel. As illogical as it sounds, there are many people who are hostile to righteous transformation. We live in this myth where everybody is really interested in moving towards, well, something better than where they're at now, but a lot of times people are very hostile to righteous transformation. And our lives on this world are not infinite, and we are commissioned with the beautiful task of spreading the gospel. God's come to us with Christ incarnate. He came and he gave us a great commission. Now again, you get the Great Commission, as it's often described there in the end of the Gospel of St. Matthew. But here, early on, we still see people being charged with very specific tasks. Christ's Gospel desires that people are liberated, that they can be transformed out of their sufferings in life, and they can find a new life in Jesus. And we must be stewards of the Gospel, and we must know how to use our time well in reaching those hungry for Christ. But let's get back to this big question that is standing over the entire episode that we have here. Who is worthy of the peace in the gospel? Clearly, the gospel teaches us that worthiness is not contingent on social circumstances. Moreover, the gospel wants to liberate people from such. Many times in the church, we kind of want to say all Pharisees are bad, but that's not actually the case. In fact, the apostles, they were kind of hiding when Jesus died on the cross, and it was a Pharisee who came to take Jesus down. And then at the same time, we all want to, just want to say that people on the low end of society are the ones naturally receptive to it, but... It's also not the case. There are people in the town where Jesus comes to cast out the demons from the demoniacs and they beg Jesus to leave. People in high society sometimes accept the gospel, other times they reject it. And people in common society, sometimes they embrace the gospel and sometimes they reject it. Whether or not people reject or accept the gospel has nothing to do with their birth circumstances or where they're at in the world. It has to do with the soul of the individual. And that's an important thing in Christianity. That you, you get to be a person of will. You're not dependent on what people group you come from or what the world around you looks like. You yourself have an opportunity to know Christ Jesus and your soul is put in a place where it must make a decision. You have been presented the gospel and you must choose. And this is where we get to the question of how do you know when people are worthy? Because the grace of God is a gift. And if we're honest, no one is really worthy of it. And <clears throat> all the same... Christ has come to us to offer it to us anyway. But yet, there is the truth that some people will reject it. And when we as the church have limited time and resources, we need to be looking for those hungry for the gospel. This means that, well, we don't prejudge who will be receptive to the gospel, but we go out and we teach. And if people are just outright hostile to the gospel, well, then we move on. And that's really where the answer to this question comes from. The question is not whether or not we prejudge people before presenting the gospel to them, but it's rather after we have gone out to the world living as Jesus taught us to live and teaching as Jesus taught us to teach. Then we see who is interested in the gospel and who is just outright interested in rejecting it. If we put ourselves in the shoes of non-believers, wouldn't we want to be taught of the gospel? We are taught by Jesus to do unto others as we would have them do unto ourselves, and Yet, it is important for us to have a heart for non-believers and realize that sometimes non-believers don't know what is best for them. 
But the truth of it matters in the end what one is willing to do in their heart of hearts. They're deep within their soul. There are people who will outright be hostile to the gospel. And we must recognize that. And we must understand that the church is to be stewards of the gospel. That means we don't just throw it out with anyone. We don't just throw it away and we don't just throw it in the trash when we're so desperate for people's approval that we'll do anything to make them accept us. What makes people unworthy of the freedom offered by the gospel is clear. Those who have heard the gospel and outright rejected it, they are the ones unworthy of its peace. Now, I find it fascinating that we come to this text and there is the language of freedom, there's the language of peace, there's the language of who is worthy and who is not, there's the language of going out and doing work. This is really what we are called to do. This is who we are called to be. Jesus wants people to be liberated from all the sufferings in life. Again, the commission that's given to the disciples, it's not one without aim. It's not silent. It is one which is very clear and very distinct. The mission of the disciples is to go out. And it says as follows in the text, The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out the demons. Whenever the kingdom of heaven is near, heaven is not a kingdom without purpose. And it's not a kingdom that can reside anywhere. There really is a straight, narrow pathway into it, and it actually has standards. There is a real heaven, and there's a real kingdom of God, and it lives by the real virtues and will of God. And the great work of the commission is to bring people into that, but it requires transformation. It requires submission to Christ Jesus and receiving the gift and grace of Christ Jesus. The pathway into the peace of heaven, it is truly straight and narrow. Yet, it is open to all who will receive Christ and be transformed by His grace. But we must realize there are actually people on this world who will be hostile to it. The church is not accidentally involved in the work of heaven. It is sincerely commissioned by God to do this work of liberating people. And as the church, we must have great reverence for our mission. We must be truly good stewards of all that we are called to do. When we come to this, so many times in the church, we, we have a heart for non-believers and we have this idea that just everybody is waiting for a better moment in life. Many times people, they get a, addicted to a lifestyle of unrighteousness. And this isn't just addiction to things which are material addiction, like having a substance that comes in and abuses you, but you just get so comfortable in the world where it is that you don't really want to change. You don't want to move somewhere else. It, the gospel always comes at a cost. Of course, it came at the ultimate cost of Christ Jesus, but even for the believer, there's a cost of transforming away from what the world wants us to do into what God wants us to do. And in the church, we must realize that sometimes people would rather stay where the world wants them to be, where their heart wants them to be. And the church should never bow down to that. It should not say we're going to rest here and we're going to give our peace here because that only, well, it just ceases to be the church then. The kingdom of heaven would cease to be the kingdom of heaven if it just came down to earth and said, well, we're going to live 100% identical to the way the world lives. Once the kingdom of God ceases to be set apart for God's purpose, then it has really missed its mission. And if the church sits around and prejudges the world and says, well, we're not going to go out because we don't think they'll be resistant to us, or we don't think they'll receive us, then we've also missed our mission. Christ is always going to people who are very different than who the Messiah would have been expected to go to, and he is always willing to bless those who are interested in receiving. We even see Christ blessing people when they don't know how to receive. So it's not a matter of how someone understands the world or how they understand Christ so much as what is their heart going to do once they have heard the gospel? 
Once they have seen the path of life, what are they going to do? There are some people who, as the gospel tells us, they look right into the gates of heaven. They stare at the glory of God and they confuse it with blasphemy. We saw this with the scribes. They were convinced that the healing power of Jesus it was unholy, that it was wretched. We even saw the townspeople who, upon having their people healed, they begged Jesus to leave. There are people who are so comfortable with the world and their view of the world that they think they do not need Christ. And it is those times when we shake the dust from our sandals and we move along. But as to the question, who is worthy? Because we really do want to know who is worthy. We realize we ourselves are not worthy by our own merit. None of us are worthy of the peace of the gospel by our own merit. It is only when we willingly receive Christ into our hearts that he frees us from sin and brings us into the path of life. And it is only through the power and grace of Jesus that hope and liberty can ever be found on this earth. So I realize that's a little bit shorter message than what we talk about a lot around here. Anthony, do you have any thoughts on this topic before we wrap up? I know so, so many times people think that everyone is just bound to be receptive of liberty, but sometimes people are hostile to liberty. Well, uh, I guess a large part of um, whether or not a household or a town is worthy is whether or not they are uh, welcoming of Christ. Um, and I think obviously, of course, this worthiness is not uh, worthiness in themselves, but worthiness in the sacrifice Christ gave for them uh, and whether or not you're willing to welcome that sacrifice. It is whether or not you are willing to receive. Now, it's interesting because it's not the people who are going out of their way to find them. Because you got to remember, it's the church, it's the apostles going to the non-believers. It's the church going out of its own native comfort zone. It's going out into the world to find people. So it's not even people who are seeking out the church. It's the church seeking out people and presenting the gospel. And then the question is, you know, what does your heart choose? Well, that's where we're going to end this today. Send me your thoughts, questions, comments. We hope you enjoyed this program. With that, God love you and have a blessed day.